Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Cutting Out Early Podcast, episode number nine, September 15th, 2020. Max Major here, Zach Montgomery to my left, Alexander Newth to my right. How we doing, boys? It is another Tuesday show. Great day. Great day. Great day, yeah. <laughs> yeah I We're hope all so. Here. We're doing the show. We're doing the show. Yeah. Doing the show. Doing excellent. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's a fun show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. The Cutting Out Early Podcast. We got a good one today. There's, this is going to be one of those two hours. Not, not really. No. It could be. It really Don't scare could. them away before they even start <laughs> listening. Uh, good point. Good if you're point. still here. <laughs> no, it's, it, we, we got a lot to get to today, actually. They're, they're just I mean, obviously, NFL started up. That's going to be part of the show. College, again. This is week number two, I think, for college football for some teams. For for some teams, it's some teams. It's week zero still. <laughs> some teams, the season hasn't even started, so it's kind of a weird situation. But uh, there are a few games that I do want to recap. Tigers going on. Uh, University of Michigan story. The Michigan State story with the uh, uh, mandatory quarantines happening right now. It looks like they're not doing so good, which is unfortunate. But you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, there is a latest cancellation that I do want to talk about, and Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. There's an interesting story about that uh, that we'll touch on later. Plus, um, the best helmets in college football. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big one. We've been teasing that for a few shows, I think. Haven't we talked about that in the air? I think. I think maybe. I don't know. It's been on a show sheet for a while. <laughs> At least it's been on the show sheet, but we'll get into that a little but bit. But we got some big topics leading off. Yeah, we We're do. We're going to talk about the Lions. And we got to intro Love Island, a new show we're watching. Love Island is obviously a very popular show. It was big in Australia. It was big in the UK. They brought it to the US. And it's something that I really haven't gotten into that much. But I like watching The Bachelor. I, I like those types of shows. I know not all my friends like that. But the Circle. You know, <clears throat> this, whatever. You know, it's it, whatever. The Circle. I got to watch The Circle, too. The Circle was great. Or uh, Too Hot to Handle also on Netflix. I, that was good. Yeah, I've watched part. I got to finish it. It's another thing. But though, that's my wheelhouse. I, I'm into that stuff. It's my stuff. Zach smirking at me. I know. <laughs> I, I guess I, sh- I shouldn't say we're going to get into Love Island. We're going to try to get into Love Island because I've heard from many people that it is taking over bachelor spot as their number one reality romance show or however you want to describe it no, Bachelor's coming can, up right it should be i i don't know what happened with COVID. normally the season starts in in january oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a it's a winter show but i mean they missed out on the bachelorette over the summer there was no bachelor in paradise it was all a bunch of best of like reruns best of clips throughout their entire time as a bat it was it wasn't too good yeah and i think they kind of got thrown off by uh by what's her name finding love so early on <laughs> or, I mean, oh yeah 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 claire, claire crowley finding yeah. love so early on and then having to film a whole new season with Tasha. 
I think really screwed him up. So maybe it's postponed. Who knows what's happening? But anyway, it's a mess. Love Island is on right now. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's happening. I didn't realize this. The, the show like happens like almost live. It's it's a daily show. Well, on... should we should we uh, give our guest a call and we'll All find right, out you, some you more? Go for it. All right. So my girlfriend Anna loves Love Island. She watches it every day with her mom, and she has agreed to come on the show with us and just kind of give us a little recap and introduction uh, and just help us understand it and see if we want to get into this show a little bit further. So I'm actually going to give her a call. This is our first call-in, which is very exciting. It's also a good <laughs> good opportunity for us to test our, our phone capabilities. So I'm going to give her a call, and let's see if we can get her on the line. All right, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we, are we using? FaceTime? FaceTime audio. <laughs> FaceTime audio. Nice. Oh, here, we're dialing in. She's going to sh- tell way more than we could about Love Island. <laughs> I'd like to get into it. I really would. Hello? Hello. Are you there? I'm here. We got you. You're live on air. Anna! Live awesome. on Cutting Out Early. <laughs> live. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Are you familiar with our show? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, usually I listen to the first, like, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah, too much boy. football talk for me, and but then, in general. And then you I turn it off as soon as Max starts talking a little too much. That's it's a fine. shot. We all do That's that. your language in front of the lady, punk! <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you can talk to us about Love Island, what we all hope is going to be our new favorite show, although I don't think Zach thinks so. We'll, well see. I don't know. So why don't you give us just a little introduction in your own words, exactly what Love Island is. But it, it's on five nights a week, right? That's what I'm getting from you guys. You're telling me that? Yeah, on five nights yeah. a week. Two hours every yeah. night? All right, we'll, we'll give it away no. to Anna for a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so it's just another kind of reality romance show. They are in a villa in Las Vegas um, in the U.S. version that's on right now. So they're just there to find love. They're there for eight weeks. Um, and Zach, you are correct. It's on five days a week. And I'm pretty sure on the sixth day, there's like a weekly recap. Oh my God. That recaps the previous <laughs> week. So it's actually on Sounds six like days a week. Um, is it an hour? Is, off. is it an yeah, hour? Yeah, it's an hour every night. Okay. I thought it was a two. I thought we were watching a two hour show on uh, on Sunday. There was that one two hour show. I'm not sure where that came from. So, so who is they? Who are the contestants? Yeah, so basically they're, you know, typical hot young singles from all over the country. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's split evenly, guys and girls, at the beginning. And then they kind of throughout just bring in uh, new people to shake things up. And there's recoupling, so they pair up and then people go home and they just kind of continue to bring people in and um, kick people off. How does it compare to The Bachelor? Um... It's a lot I, – I, there's not as much drama every episode, I would say. Really? I think you get, you, get to know the people, you get to know the people really well, which I like because they talk to the camera at times because you see them, like, every day. Um, but, yeah, because The Bachelor being on only once or twice a week, whatever it is, is really, like, jam-packed with all the drama where this, like, sometimes it does get a little mundane just, like, watching them sit by the pool – but I think this is better because I think they actually have a better chance of finding love because there's like more of them to pair up rather than like one guy and 25 girls or whatever it is. So, and that's what it's all about, right? I like finding it. love. Anna, do you think that everyone there is there for the right reason? Or some people there, maybe just to get a little publicity, maybe it's not really the right reason. 
Yeah, for oh, sure. No. I don't know if I can watch <laughs> but, anymore. But the good thing is, when they get to the end, so I've watched the seasons from the UK and Australia. Wow, and real so fan over end, here. <laughs> so they get to the end and the country votes on their favorite couple. And once that couple is selected, they get $50,000. And at that point, they get the choice of whether they want to split the money and go with love or if they want to take all the money for themselves. Oh. And one one member of the couple, ways. correct? Yeah. So one. Ooh. So they basically have these envelopes. One has the money. One doesn't. And that person gets to decide. How is it chosen? Who, who has the money? That's a big deal. It's 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 random. They give like two envelopes. One has the money in it. One has nothing. Yeah, and but, then that person okay. is left to decide. So basically, at that point, you realize at least if the top couple is in it for the right reasons. Wow. Well, I, I, I think I'd know what I'd choose. Uh, Dr. Dre has a couple songs about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, well, here, here's the weird thing about this show, and um, I, I want to talk about what, what Alex and I saw um, on Sunday night when we were watching bits and pieces of it. But but unlike The Bachelor, which is recorded a few months in advance, they edit it down, give you a, a weekly two-hour show. You're, you're saying that this is actually happening more or less live like they're in vegas right now doing this and this is something that they pretty much edit the the next day so if you're watching love island on tv all those events happen probably within the the past 24 hours is that fair to say anna yeah that's crazy yeah and there's a narration on everything throughout and he's pretty funny so it's pretty impressive they can (laughs) turn it around that quickly how long are they there it's like a month month and a half it's eight weeks, I believe. Oh, eight weeks. Is wow. this the first season in the U.S.? It's the second season in the U.S. I did oh. not watch the last one. How, how does it compare to uh, Australia and the U.K.? Because I've heard some people are saying that the Australia one blows the U.S. out of the water. <laughs> I agree. Are the people yeah. hotter in Australia or U.S. or the U.K.? I think their accents just make it better. And their different terminology, like they say things that I've never said before, but... That wasn't the question. It, <laughs> I, I prefer the, the question. I'm asking which one has the hottest contestants. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're speaking to the microphone whispering. <laughs> the listeners can hear you, Alex. I don't What'd want you Anna say, to Alex? hear me. <laughs> Australia. Is that true, Anna? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. So Anna and I watched a season of the, of the Australia. I think the first one, right? Uh... Maybe. Okay. I, I, I think it was the first Australian season. Um, but to me, the Australian contestants just seem more real. Like they have less plastic surgery and they just okay. seem like more genuine people. Where everyone on the U.S. season, or at least a large majority of them, seem to be influencers. Like you know they're right. influencers. Oh, my God. For the gram. Just, just as a little context, I, I watched an hour of the show on Sunday. So did you. you. I mean, you've seen more than I have. But that was my first exposure to it when, it, like you said, Anna, it was that two-hour show. For whatever reason, they did a two-hour show that one night. They spent yeah. the first 60 minutes just dragging out this ridiculous selection process that could have probably been done in 15 minutes at the most. I, I don't know. I was just getting so bored and dreamweavery and just like, get get to it. Make your selection. And, you know, I don't know. It was just getting really annoying to me that they just dragged it out so long. Is that one of the downsides of this show? Yeah, I think so. Like, there are kind of those more mundane parts because it's like each day is a full episode in its own. But I think that one did warrant a long episode because that was a pretty dramatic recoupling. And I, I, I think I, I think we just it. didn't have the build up because we hadn't watched. We're not caught up on this season, so we didn't really 
get the full yeah, backstory. We didn't have the full backstory to that recoupling. Um, <laughs> oh my god, what you, are we talking about? It really. <laughs> Zach is so dis. You don't even like The Bachelor, do you, Zach? No, I do not like The Bachelor. You didn't get into The Bachelor, Bachelor no, Mondays. Oh, no. come on! I can't. I can't stand the fake. It drives me nuts. It's so entertaining. <laughs> it's so entertaining. <laughs> Can I tell you guys about one challenge they did last night? Yes, you're gonna have to. Yes, because go we back and we watch. missed it. We missed it. We Please. haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so they do these challenges, and a lot of them, you know, they're wearing like very little clothing. They like have them make out with each other. Are like, you that's interested now, Zach? They... <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right, sorry. That's, Please keep you going. You know, or they like, you know, are kind of dramatic. They like have secrets, all that stuff, whatever. So fun challenges. The one last night, so it was like this grocery shopping challenge. So basically, the guys were on one end of the grocery cart, and the girl was on the other end. And the guy had to put a type of food in his mouth that was on the shelf and basically baby bird it into, or mama bird, whatever you call it, <laughs> All into during the girl's COVID. mouth. All during yeah. COVID. Wow. <laughs> nice. Put it into her mouth. So he did. they did like ketchup and mustard they had to put into their mouths. Put what? it into the girl's Whoa. mouth. Like, so you're literally, like, spitting it, and they have to, like, go all across, like, this, like, track in their grocery carts, and then the girl has to, like, spit it into this, like, bowl. And they did it with, like, cereal and milk, uh, like, some sort of, like, chili situation. That's a money shot. That's a money shot. Disgusting, and they were all covered in food, and, yeah. Oh, my my God. I'm actually kind of interested now. That sounds... Awful. I didn't know there were physical <laughs> challenges. What is this, double dare? Usually they're not that gross. That was like a... <laughs> oh, that's oh. edgy. That's <laughs> edgy. The, the Australia season that Ann and I watched had a great challenge that I really enjoyed where they brought all the contestants together and they replayed some of the like most... Uh, the most controversial statements from the little personal interviews yeah. back so that everyone could hear what you said about them. <laughs> and then and then whoever was the subject of the comment got to go pour a drink in the other person's face. <laughs> nice. They'll do one sometimes, which is cool, since it's like real time. They'll read tweets. Like it'll be like about somebody and they all have to like vote on who they think the tweet is about and sometimes they're really awful. Okay, Anna, for those who, who want to get invested in this show, like me possibly for this season, what contestant uh, is like a must watch or which one is like the most controversial or making the biggest headlines this year? Yeah, probably Mackenzie. Mackenzie, um, remember she's that She's a blonde and she was with this guy oh. Connor. Do you know who she is, Max? Uh, no, I don't. I have no clue. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I, I was just gonna say you called her Connor. blonde, like that's the most distinguishing feature. It, okay, well, it okay, does make I'm her blonde. dumb. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm also a blonde. So <laughs> you're not only crazy, you're dumb. Not an <laughs> All right, so so She's Mackenzie. So what, what's the deal? Yeah. With, what's the deal with Mackenzie, Anna? So she, from day one, was partnered up with this guy, Connor, and he's just a little bit of a pushover. She definitely, like, wants to spend all her time with him, like, everything, like, it's always his fault, and he just, like, will complain about her to the guys, but then, like, doesn't stand up for himself when they talk. So, basically, when they ended up splitting up in the two villas, and the guys went to one and the girls went to the other... Every he brought this like teddy bear with him to remember. Oh, him. I saw that. Yes, I yeah. saw that. I didn't know the backstory. Oh, and she picked somebody yeah. else. She picked a so, new guy. So he had been like kind of on the fence about her, but like at that point he was all in. He took this teddy bear with him. He wasn't gonna look at any other girls. 
Um, but she is off of the other villa. These guys come in and you think she's like all in on Connor, but turns out she ends up flirting with this other guy um, and ends up Jeez. coupling up with him and leaving <laughs> Connor alone. But Get now the other here. guy is not wow, even interested in her. Brutal. So Mackenzie and Connor might be getting back together. It could all come full circle. Oh but yeah, she's kind of the worst. <laughs> so what what is the uh, what is the uh, romantic situation like the uh, the sleeping situation? How how does that all work out? Because obviously the bachelor has the fantasy suite where you know the, the guy pretty much picks which four girls he wants to take to the fantasy suite and bang there for one night. So he picks the four Excuse highest me. girls. <laughs> Well, I you think can't that's make any assumptions. That's how they get to the top four, and then he'll make their. They're real just discussion. spending alone time to get no, to know each other better. Me. Yeah, that's what I'm sure Chris believes that too, Mr. Harrison. That's his whole thought process. But what what's the deal in this show? How how is it different? Yeah, so that's a good question. So they basically have a large bedroom <laughs> that has like six beds in it. And you have to sleep with your partner, and if you don't, then you have to sleep outside. Sometimes the so, like two dudes will sleep together. Yeah, that's if they're not coupled up yet, if they're single, like when they just get there. Um, but yeah, so you have to sleep with your partner every night. Um, and there's other seasons I've watched, some stuff does happen when they're all in the room together, which is uh, pretty weird to see. But they also have... Um, what do they show? The no judgment. What do they Wait, show on what? TV? Uh, weird on to see. On the ones from Australia and UK, it, I think they have different laws than us. because this, It's CBS <laughs> in, in the US, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, CBS. This, okay. this, this season has been relatively. I've made her ass like 10 um, times. But there's also this thing called the hideaway. Anna can't hear the drops, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. So it's weird. It's so, just so, a weird situation where they're. It's pretty much a, a, a hostel. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, it's a big exactly. room where they're all together. And, I mean, yeah. they sleep outside. What are they just sleeping on the in, the, in the like in the rain outside, just in the ground in Vegas? Maybe. Yes, they... yes, the Vegas rain. <laughs> they should just put him on. It's like you have to go sleep in the sidewalk on the strip and just have like a camera of him, like with some newspapers, <laughs> no, trying to get warm. All in a villa, which is like on a rooftop. So if you sleep outside, you're just like on like a. It gets cold in Las Vegas. It's a nice night. I might want to sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. I don't like any of the girls in there. Sure, night under the stars in Vegas. What's better than that? Oh, boy. So would you recommend this show, if you are a fan of The Bachelor, would you recommend this show? Yes, for sure. I would definitely say go get caught up um, on Hulu or CBS Live, whatever you want. Um, Because if you jump in now, you might not be invested. As Max, you were not. It was got to (laughs) rewind. So, Anna, it was tough. It was tough because I was just getting so bored. It was so long. I just feel like I wasted an hour. (laughs) I think we had a bad episode. I think we need to give it another shot, and we need to get we just catch up because we need to have the backstory. I'd like to start from the first episode of the season for sure, for sure. And and we're we're only in season or episode what three now? Are are we coming up to three? No, no, we're farther into the season than that. Are we? We're in like week like four. Oh boy, how how many how many episodes are there? How many weeks are there? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. And, and there's a show every day. Oh my God, so that's yeah. four four times five. So like twenty hours of show that I have to catch up on. Yeah, it's like two full months of <sighs> watching. So let me let me tell you let me tell you why I kind of well, one of the reasons why I like it. And we'll see if Anna agrees with this. If this is an accurate depiction of the show. So what I like about it is that the couples, it's kind of on them to try out different relationships. Like if you're with someone and you're not vibing, then it's up to you to go. 
seek someone else out and try and find a relationship with them. Yeah. Unlike The Bachelor where it's 30 girls and one guy and you're kind of forced to try and like them and it's not guaranteed any of the girls are going to like him. I always seem to. Or any of the guys and are going to like the girl in The Bachelorette. But on this, it's kind of like find your own mate. And sometimes you'll have three or four different girls or three or four different guys going after the same person and they'll all kind of try to get to know them better and find out who comes out on top. And sometimes you'll have someone who has no one going after them and they'll be you know, sad about it. It, it sounds like Bachelor <laughs> wow. in Paradise where, it is. I mean, sounds they like all can kind of, ch- <laughs> no, it's, I mean, really, it's, it's it kind of is, is what, the, would it be, is it comparable to Bachelor in Paradise, Anna? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think if there's major differences. Maybe less yeah. raunchy. We're all sleeping together in the same bed every night. In the same right. room. I might say that Love Island is more raunchy than Bachelor. Because wow. in Bachelor in Paradise, is the goal to find true love like it is in Love That's Island? It's always the goal. Is it? Of course. Yeah, you're supposed to you're supposed to get engaged at the end of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, really? I've never That's watched Bachelor in Paradise. That's even more intense. Chris Harrison cool. would never put his name on a show if they're not trying to find love. I mean, that's what he does. <laughs> that's his. If they're not trying to find love, forget it. He's out of the project. That's for sure. Okay. Well, I, I think we've learned a lot, and I, I do want to watch. I got to get into it. I got to start. I, I don't have to start at season one, though. I can just start season two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think we got the information we need. Do you have any more uh, questions Great. for Anna, Zach? No, I think I've gotten more than enough. I, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> interested to see the, like, the, the baby bird spit episode. I feel like that would be interesting <laughs> to watch. So are you going to watch, Zach? That's the, uh, the final answer, final uh, question. I might. I might. TBD. Check in with us next week. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. It yeah, was very helpful. Is there anything you want to say before I hang up on you? <laughs> no, that's it. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. Yeah. We, we may have you back for uh, uh, down the season uh, for uh, for another update, maybe closer to the finale. That could be a good uh, good uh, kind of uh, regrouping or a recap. We'll definitely get back into it. And I am making a point oh, to watch. Sure. There's no question. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right. Well, thanks Thanks for calling in, Anna. Thanks for giving us your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Talk to you later. See ya. You've been very cooperative. I'll make a note of that in my report. <laughs> thanks to Anna. It was no, good. I'm glad we had her on. Yeah. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I didn't realize all the intricacies of, uh, batch, or, uh, of not Bachelor in Paradise, of Love Island. Yeah. Right up my alley. Now, right so up. now comes the negative part of our show, <laughs> where we talk about the lions. <laughs> The lions, the lions, the lions. Who, for those. who wants to go first? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me go. Let me go. Oh. Uh oh. What, what was the Uh-oh. final? What was the final score? Does it? Does I don't it even know. They lost. Twenty-seven, twenty-three. Yep. We have the start of a new season for the Lions. We have Matt Patricia, Maddie P. What is this? Year number four. Year number four. Yes. Eight times. No, no, no. New number three. Three. New year oh, number three. three. Yeah. Year three. number three. Yes. It feels like it's been ten. Yeah, they've only they've only been able to lose. I don't know how many games. Thirty three or something like that. We had a turnover in ownership over the summer. Uh, Martha Firestone Ford decided to bequest the team to her daughter, and move along. And now it's in the same family. It's the same old, same old, same old Lions. I get it's a cliche at this point, especially in this town. SOL. But the Lions have continued to show what they are. They're nothing. At this point, they're nothing. And the real shame is, the real shame is that this team can have potential. There's pieces there throughout the entire team on the offense, they have Dean Fetz, that 
show themselves as competent players, as players that can help this team succeed. We especially saw with Adrian Peterson over the weekend, who, in my opinion, had a great game, and I'm so glad this entire deal worked out and we were able to get them together on the team. I think that was a smart move. But there's one problem. The person behind the helm isn't going to be able to steer a ship full of good, mediocre, okay players if the person behind the helm is a buffoon, is somebody who maybe is in a little over his head, who's somebody who may not really understand what it takes to be a head coach. Mind you, to be a head coach of the Detroit Football Lions after three years, 100% lionized Matt Patricia. It's over. It's done. He should have been gone at the end of last season because it was an embarrassment. And now we're starting off things where they have a three-score lead in the fourth quarter, and they manage to blow it with seven touchdowns from the Bears in the fourth quarter. And Matt Patricia was the one. Zach, you can back me up on this because you were the one who told me. Yeah, I was calling the plays. He took over in the fourth quarter for defense, defensive play calling. He has the audacity. All right, I'm going to read you the point totals for the Bears. For by quarter, first quarter, three points, second quarter, three points, third quarter, zero points, fourth quarter, 21 points. <laughs> now tell me the one difference. Maybe who was calling the defensive plays? He oh has the audacity God. to go for that field goal with a few minutes to go from 50 yards out. 55. When they could have pinned him at the end zone. Yeah. And they have time to kill on the clock. But instead, they miss it. I get he's a good kicker. It doesn't matter. This is the NFL. For no reason either, because we were already up by two possessions. You we were up by 10 points. Exactly. Exactly. It would have done nothing. It would have done nothing. But nope, they're going to turn the ball over pretty much at midfield. They're going to march down the field for a touchdown. Stafford's going to throw an interception, and they're going to do it again! We gave them at least 18 Boy, yards of field position That there escalated quickly. Because we were kicking the field goal from the 38-yard line. Even if we punt it into the end zone and it's a touchback, they get the ball on the 20-yard line. That's 18 yards of field positioning right there that we just gave them for no reason. Again, because kicking that field goal does not help us. It does not put us up by three possessions. It doesn't put us up by two. We were already up by two. <laughs> the sad part is Matt Patricia in his trash bag of a coat, in his big neck gator of a gator. I'm staring at him right now in this picture in this article. Turn it off. He, it's it's done. It's done. He can't coach this team. He was maybe good in New England for certain games, not every game. As a defensive coordinator. Exactly. Well, with I, I talent, mean, with Brady, and with that, Belichick. Was I he that Belichick, good? His, his yeah. last years as DC were not that good even. I think the main point is Belichick. Belichick's known as a defensive mastermind. Who do you think was actually running that defense? And he has the audacity to run the post-game press conference and answer this question the way he does. Really, your tenure here, you've had fourth-quarter leads and lost them. Is there something in your coaching that maybe isn't happening enough in the fourth quarter for you to close out games? A valid question. Yeah, I don't think so, Mike. I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did a pretty good job. So I don't think it's that. I think we all know what the, the individual games are. Oh, my God. Um, we got to do a better job. I mean, we've got a team right now that's different than the previous two years. 
this team is different. They're different players, and they have a different mindset. Generic you know, we, coach answer. No excuses. Give the Bears credit. You know, they did what they did, and they executed, and they and they scored, and, and they won, and uh, we didn't. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking back. We're looking forward, and oh, we're sure. trying to make sure that this team <laughs> that we're building on, uh, you know, understands these situations, and we got to come through better than what we did before. I'm not looking back. You mean like you just did when you first answered that question? I had one of the best fourth quarter play calls in the history of the NFL. First of all, it took me kind of a minute to remember what that might possibly be, and it was the Malcolm Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl. However, he's had a million games where he's got blown out since then. Well, and 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 how's his fourth call? How has his fourth quarter play calling been since then, Huzak? Well, he's blown eleven fourth quarter leads. How many games has he coached? In, I don't know, three seasons. 33 games. He's blown a fourth-quarter lead in one-third of the games that he has been the head coach of the Detroit Lions. He only has nine wins. He's blown more fourth-quarter leads than he has wins. (laughs) Matt Patricia does not have the prestige of being a successful head football coach to give an answer as ridiculous and as nonsensical as what he did there. Maybe Belichick can. Maybe other coaches can who have had success. But that doesn't fly in this town when you have a team who's losing by 21 points given up in the fourth quarter (laughs) and he gives that BS of an answer. Give me a break. That's a slap in the face to every single fan who's been following this team for their entire life, and we have to put up with that nonsense? Please. I think I agree. I have something to say about this, actually, real quick. And it's that, you know, you guys were talking about Tom Brenneman, Tom Brenneman, on the episode I was off. And we were talking about how when he's on air, he has this persona that he wants to give out that everyone can agree with, right? And everyone's going to be happy with the persona that he's presenting on air. And that moment that they caught him on the hot mic was his true personality coming out. It wasn't a hot mic. Oh, Tom. Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yes. sorry. I Tom. thought you were referring to, to Patricia. No, keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Keep up. Come on. So, um, <laughs> Excuse me. So Matt Patricia, in answering this question, he was hot. He was heated. That was his true personality coming out. Him giving that answer because he came back on it like three sentences later saying we're not looking to the past. He started giving that generic coach speak that everyone gives. But that first sentence about I've had one of the best play calls in the history of the NFL, that was his true personality. And it's not quite as as vulgar as the true personality that Thom Brenneman has. Clearly, he didn't say something disparaging, but it's his true character nonetheless. And you know what that is? A pompous asshole. <laughs> you have to you have to admire his his the, the balls he has to to go up there and blow twenty one points in the fourth quarter to the Bears, and then go up there and 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 like I don't like for a better word, jerk yourself off about a call that was all luck in a four years ago in a Super Bowl that you probably didn't even coach. Like wow. Like you, it's almost it's almost unbelievable the like audacity that you have in order to like be able to say something like that. Right, that play call was only possible because Seattle didn't give the ball to uh, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch on the goal line. Right, he got lucky that that play call happened because that play call should have never happened because it should yeah. have been a running play. Meaning he prepared for something that shouldn't have happened. Meaning he got lucky. Yeah, and now he's boasting about it four years later when he's the head coach of the Detroit Lions, losing eleven fourth quarter leads <laughs> that's what he's gonna boast about i can't believe he, is he shouldn't he shouldn't have walked out of that building with his card his access card to get back in <laughs> he should have been it, fired before he left the building it's done i don't want to hear anybody talk about well you can't fire him after the first game you're the first game bullshit 
this is not the same thing as a normal no, first game. This is different. Because you know why it's different? Because he was on the chopping no, block last year. Ex- exactly, because last year, Darth Vader, Marth, Marth Vader, Ford, Martha Ford, said, we are going to be playoff contenders next year, or Bob Quinn and Patricia are gone. Well, you know what a playoff contender doesn't do? They don't lose a 16-point lead against the Bears <laughs> and Mitchell Trubutsky in the fourth quarter. God, he's so bad. I was watching him in the first quarter. Did you hear his comments after the game? No. Oh no, I those are good. But I I was watching him during the game, and it was probably like the it was it was I think it was the second quarter when we were starting to pull away a little bit, and I was like watching some of his throws, and I was like, oh my god, if we lose to this guy, we are fucking awful, because he was just missing throws all over the place, like they were just awful. Like he's not good. I was listening to the uh, the afternoon show yesterday on ninety seven one. And they were talking about how they fully expected the third quarter to start with Nick Foles at quarterback for the Bears because of how poorly yeah. Mitch Trubisky was playing. Yep. And yet somehow we let him walk all over us in the fourth quarter. Guess what? Guess and what? you know what he said afterwards? He said, I expected the Lions to d- That's what they do. That's what the Lions do. He we, did. Knew, we knew exactly what he they did. were going to do in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They get a lead, and they act the same way. That's exactly what Trubisky the, said. He knew it. And when you can get picked apart by Mitchell Trubisky, this isn't Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this isn't Tom Brady. This isn't, uh, I don't know, Philip Rivers or the, Peyton Manning or, or Drew Brees. This is Mitchell Trubisky, who can barely keep his own job, and he's picking your defense apart. Yeah. And you have the audacity to get on stage and say, I'm one of the best fourth-quarter coaches in football. Get out of here. He should have been fired right then. I, I, I just think it's such a slap in the face and an embarrassment to everybody who follows this team, especially the ownership, who ought to be ashamed of themselves. Ashamed. It's not a joke anymore. It's not funny. Get this man out of town. He's been lionized. He's been given the word to be successful, blowing leads in the fourth quarter, with three touchdowns given up by your play calling, by your ridiculous moves, and by your inefficient coaching is not going to keep you that job. Well. Valeni said it best. I, 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 you know, I know. He, he gave a good rant. I get it. I get it. But he, God, he had a good analogy. It was, yeah. It, 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 it I, I've tried to explain it outside of, like, there. It doesn't come across the no, same. No, no, it's not as funny. It. it if, do yourself a favor. Listen to Mike Lunny's <laughs> rant from yesterday, Monday. The the gist of it uh, is why do you keep going back to a restaurant where every time you go, the food makes you sick? He's a little bit more uh, descriptive. 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 Descriptive than that. But Picturesque. You get the idea. It's... I'm, I'm just tired of it. I, I, I know it's the Lions, and I get they're bad, they're cursed, whatever. Patricia is not the guy. He's not. He's not a head coach, and he's certainly not a head coach for the Detroit Lions. So He doesn't belong here. He doesn't. It, it's, it's time to say bye-bye and part ways. Simple as that. So, well, so we talked that? about the, the field goal decision. Yeah, we, we talked about. Have we talked about his bad timeout when they were on defense early in the second half? He took that timeout that we would have killed to have on our final drive. <laughs> you know, it, game management, poor I, game management, poor game management. Which is like your number one job. I mean, you hire an offensive coordinator and our defensive coordinator to handle the play calling. And, and here's one. So other your thing. job is personnel management and time game time management. I, I still think that the Lions have bits and pieces of talent. Now they're not a Super Bowl team, far from it. 
but they have talent that could be molded into something somewhat successful with the right leadership. I, but I'd, it's not there. I'd say we're probably like a solid eight and eight team, and our it's coaching and our coaching brings us down to like three and thirteen, more or less. Yeah, probably, probably. I'm I'm just tired of it. By the way, um, it, by the way, Trevor Lawrence, if you're listening, <laughs> can't wait till you're wearing that Hollywood blue because it it really looks like we're headed that way right now. There was an M Live article where um they were talking about you know how the um different like sources come out with NFL power rankings every every week. CBS, ESPN, Lions dropped in pretty much every single NFL power ranking from after the week two collapse. We, I mean, What's it's it? pretty clear, but ESPN, they kept him at number 25. Yahoo went from a 23 to a 25. USA Today, a 20 to a 23. NBC Sports, 28 to 29. That's not very good. Uh, CBS Sports, 24 to a 26. Uh, Sports Illustrated, a 22 to a 24. Honestly, it's not. It, I mean, it's not. It's kind of what you'd expect from a loss, right? I mean, they're sporting, they were already pretty bad. Sporting news: twenty-seven to thirty. Bleacher Report: twenty-five to twenty-eight. They suck. I mean, it. You know, I mean, I, it's one game. I get it. But if this is any indication of what the type of talent that, uh, not the talent, but the coaching talent, the coaching staff is going to portray, and we've been seeing it for thirty-two other games. Here's Magic Game number thirty-three, and it hasn't gotten better. It's probably gotten worse. No, I, I, it, it all comes back to coaching because the talent is there. I mean, granted, they had some injuries today, and I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm actually going to use that to my point. They had, what they had, Desmond Trufant and um, who was the other one? Coleman. They were both injured in the fourth quarter, which are their two, you know, starting corners that are supposed to be able to play man to man and <laughs> hold them down in those situations, and yet they continued to play man to man defense. But after uh, Desmond Trafant and Coleman were injured and on the on the bench, so they were using like their two backups to go and play probably the hardest position in the NFL, in my opinion, in in one on one man coverage. Yeah. So who do they play next weekend? The Packers. The Packers at the Packers oh, on no. Sunday at one p.m. Uh, get ready, FTP. Um, <laughs> there's some other NFL stuff that I do want to get to. I want to get to some college stuff too, but. Um, I want to talk about this Randy Bullock thing. Randy Bullock is the uh, is the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's the guy who missed the game tying kick because of an alleged left calf injury. I heard he broke his leg. He was seen grabbing his. <laughs> well, he, he probably no, he wishes he did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a close game. I'm trying to remember the score. Oh, it was 16 to 13, Chargers Bengals in a barn burner. Um, but um, Joe Burrow's first game. That's true. Uh, let's see. Randy Bullock missed on missed 31-yard field goal. For whatever reason, during the kicking motion, my left calf just grabbed real hard. So obviously that's not an excuse. That's a kick I make 99 times out of 100. It was a freak deal. I let the team down. Hmm, left calf? Randy? Randy? Very interesting because on the field, he's clearly shown grabbing his right calf in <laughs> pain. So you know what? Which which is it, Randy? I, I get you missed the field goal. Well, maybe he gets his lefts and his rights confused. Oh, no, well, yeah, yeah, right. You can only get hit in the head so many times. <laughs> I don't you know, know why he missed that field goal? <laughs> he waited too long to think of an ex- or he was thinking too hard about what excuse he was going to make <laughs> if he missed it. Look at him grabbing his right calf. It's like immediately after he kicks it too, right? 
Yeah. So, so he's like, oh, shit, that was wrong. I got to grab my left one. <laughs> Wait a second, my left one. Um, which one? Uh, I don't know. Uh. Oh, I grabbed my kicking calf, but I should have grabbed my planting calf. Oh, damn it. I screwed up. I didn't get to watch this game, but apparently Joe Burrow played pretty well, at least That's from what, what I heard. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Rand, Randy caught him as a, cost him his tying uh, field goal there. Bring him to overtime and see what would have happened. And the Chargers, uh, the Chargers are a pretty good defense, so, I mean. Yeah, I mean, keeping up with their offense is not that hard, but their defense is pretty good. And Joe Burrow, uh, I only saw some highlights, but he looked pretty solid. I, I I'm excited to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Uh, Mahomes with the Chiefs on uh, Thursday night. Wasn't that Thursday? Yeah, that was great. God, he, that was, he's so good. He's worth I, every penny of that $500 oh, no million. Dollars. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I get how people say you can't repeat the Super Bowl two years in a row. Well, you know what? It's the one guy and the one team that probably could. Yeah, I really think so. I, I really mean, think they could. That's I mean, that's the chance that I would take to to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. with with Andy Reid's offensive mind and right? and their assistant. What's his name? Bienemy, I believe his name is. He was supposed Eric, to get yeah. he was supposed to get hired for a head coaching job last offseason and didn't for some reason. So that team basically has two head coaches. Yeah. Two like offensively gifted minded head coaches and, and Patrick Mahomes and all those speedy weapons they have. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire looked amazing. Yes. I was watching that and I was like, holy shit, whoever drafted him <laughs> in the first round of your fantasy leagues, like, wow, what a pick. I mean, he was going in the top 10 in most leagues and I thought that was overrated for a rookie. I just didn't want to take that risk, but it looks like it was worth every ounce of risk. He looks really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tampa or uh, TB in the TB, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. How do you feel about that situation? It was different to watch him outside of those New England colors. It was just bizarre, I think at least. It yeah. looked weird. <laughs> it looked different. It didn't look. It didn't look. It didn't look right. He wasn't on the same page with his teammates. It didn't seem, and he looks aged. He had those two picks, and then he uh, one of them was a pick six actually, which uh, you know whatever happens there. So I, I he. You know, it, it might have been a mistake. I think it was a uh, ego move to kind of go there, but I, it's it's the well, first game for it. For them, you can say it's the first game. They're, maybe they'll work out some kinks yeah. and actually have a team by the end of it. I mean, Matty P didn't have that excuse. Exactly. Well, even, uh, even Peyton Manning had kind of an off year his first year in Denver, right? I believe. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I know it wasn't until his second year that they went to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. never, ever count out Tom Brady. Never, get a, never <laughs> bet against Tom Brady. I, I really think so. I mean... I, I have no no concern with that situation. He'll make it work. It's just new. It's different for him. He's been on one team for 20 years, and here he goes for a brand new era of Tom Brady football in Tampa Bay. And, yeah, give, give him a game. I, I still think he looks pretty darn good. I mean, did you see the the first drive he had down the field? Yeah, it's all I thought sc- it looked good because it's scripted. And then you get off the script, and it's kind of hard to keep up when your teammates aren't on the same page as you. Did I mean, one of his picks was because uh, – uh, Chris Godwin, or maybe it was Mike Evans, I can't remember, just sort of gave up on a play. And it's not the receiver's job to give up on a play. It's the quarterback's job to decide whether the receiver's open or not. And he just kind of stopped running his route midway, and so Tom threw it as if he was going to continue his route, and there was a pick right uh-huh. there. Easy money. <clears throat> and Tom needs to get with him in practice and teach him how he likes to play football. I think that's a lot of the parts of working with a new team. Yeah, Those yeah. are some of the kinks you work out. I think some of that stuff is kind of expected in a way. You yeah. know, you, you're you going to run into that, but, you know, you, you go back to the drawing board, you fix those problems that you saw on the field in the first game that you've ever played together, not even a preseason game, right, right, right. And, and you make those adjustments, so which my, I think Tom can. So my point is that the first drive looked good because it was scripted and everybody knew what to expect. But what you need, how you gauge a football team is, 
how they perform when there's things that they don't expect. Sure. And that's the rest of the game. And Tom Brady did not look great the rest of the game. I expect him to improve drastically. Knowing Tom, he's going to put in the work, he's going to put in the practice, and he's going to get his teammates to also put in the work or the practice, or he's going to shout at them in his classic classic Tom Brady way. <laughs> so we're going to see an improved Tom Brady going forward. But a, I'm a, not giving him a pass. I think he looked bad the first week. I'm giving him a pass. He needs a haircut. What, what was that? Did you he see always his changes his hairstyle. It, it was, seems like, like every it was year. too long on the sides. Like he needed to shave the top. Like what is he doing? Well, uh, is that who, shave who, the top or not the top? Sorry, the sides. The sides. Sorry. Okay. Who who do you think's better, long hair Tom Brady or short hair Tom Brady? Oh, like well, if he grew it out like really long, then it would be nice. But like the the, the what he had there, like the half and half. He looked like the <laughs> the like toddler who hasn't had a haircut in a couple months, and the, he's too much of a brat to sit in the chair and get his haircut. That's what he looked like to me. What about that? Oh, that's amazing. That's what he should be looking like. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> Full flow. Yeah. I mean, down, what, what, down year was, is, what year is that picture from? Does it say? Um. Well, he went. No, it does not say. It doesn't but, say. I well. mean, he went through a few different hairstyles. I mean, look, look at that one. Look at that one. That's awesome. Look at that one right there. Wow. <laughs> He's young there. He's got to get back to that. It must have been about ten years ago at least. <laughs> How did you guys' fantasy teams do? Any uh any concerns? I know you're pissed, Alex. I'll, I'll let Zach go first. Go ahead, Zach. Well, in in the league where I have the most money involved, I think. <laughs> Ooh! Well, it, it, fifty bucks, but uh, the <laughs> the um my team lost, and I honestly it was kind of disappointing because it a lot of the players that I thought would perform aren't looking like they might perform this year. But the other league where where it's the league we're all in right now, yeah. we're all in, and wow, I I won. <laughs> And my team actually looks impressive. I had Deion or uh, not Deion Sanders. What's his the Eagles running back Sanders? I don't know. His, I don't know his Miles first. Miles, Miles yeah. Sanders. He was out this weekend. And he was my second round pick, and I still beat uh, Adam. Wow. So and nice. Yeah, it kind of helped that Saquon Barkley got like five yards or something stupid like that. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. What about you, Alex? Fifty fifty. I'm so upset. What happened? What you're upset with the rule though, aren't you? Is that really what your beef is right yes, now? Yes. Yes. I mean that's a that's what most of my beef is because I lost on the Monday night game, but I lost overall. I think the main reason I lost. I mean, I can't be mad that my player on Monday night underperformed. I mean, if he underperformed the first game Sunday, then it would have been the same score. So that's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad because I lost by half a point and I learned this week that our league does, this is the league that we're all in together. Yeah, our league does not punish kickers who miss extra points, which is bullshit. Yeah, I mean so, that's crazy. So my kicker, I have Justin Tucker, and he's the Ravens kicker. He's always a solid, solid fantasy kicker. I love having him. Great, scored me nine points this week. Very solid for a kicker. He went one for one for field goals and five for five for extra points. Great. Well, my opponent's kicker is Chris Boswell, the Steelers kicker. And I don't know if you watched the game last night, the Monday night game, but he doinked an extra point. <laughs> he went two for Doink. two on field goals and two for three on extra points, doinking one. Extra point. The easiest kick that a kicker oh, is asked no! to do. And our league punishes kickers who miss field goals, but does not punish kickers who miss extra points, which is like an expected, an ex- expected point for a football team. And our league does not punish them missing their extra points. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. It's bull. It's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 that's obviously something and, that's and been so taken I, away. I, lo- I, looked yeah. up, I looked up the default ESPN scoring, and the ESPN default scoring actually punishes kickers for missing field goals based on how close the kick is. So oh. you'll get minus one, 
for, I believe it's 40 yards and further, and minus two if it's closer than 40 yards. But nothing for extra points. And um, On the default? Uh I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if there's a difference oh, between right. that. But at mm-hmm. least, at least based on the length of the kick for a field goal, it punishes you more the closer the kick is. And in our league, it's only negative one point, no matter what distance the field goal is. But it's just zero points if you miss an extra point. That's crazy. If you miss an extra point, how is that not a negative? Yeah. Point so, on so you get kicker. a negative point if your kicker attempts like a 65-yard field goal, something they're never expected to make. Sure. You'll still be punished with a negative point. But if they miss an extra point, which they're 1,000% expected to make, you get zero points. My kicker got negative one points in my defense, Minnesota. Thanks for giving up 43 points, by the way. Uh, got negative nine points, and I still won. I still beat Bailey. Barely. He, he, he played Tate, or Golden Tate. Thank God for Derrick Henry. Uh, thank God for Devontae Adams. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> With all that. And um, Juju Smith-Schuster. He, yeah, Juju was unreal. Yeah, he saved my ass big time. I would have been donezo what without a, those guys. What a comeback Like uh, what a comeback game for him because everyone was oh, kind of yeah. down on him because he had a really rough year. Steelers. And I, well, and it's not know. his fault he didn't have Roethlisberger throwing to him. He had a guy named Duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, there was a lot of hate toward him, and I was like, why? Like he had no quarterback last year. The Steelers' offense was non-existent. Exactly. All all the Steelers' opponents last year had to do was put an extra man on Juju, and that's it. Yep. Right. So guess what? Who's not getting the ball? Juju. Yep. Like it stinks, especially for fantasy owners and people who pay attention to his stats. But it's not his fault. He's still a top level receiver in this league. He looked like it. Did you guys watch him? Yeah, yesterday? I did. He looked I great. Did. No, he looked really fast. He looked really strong. He looked like he was a top receiver in the league. And then this morning, I saw a tweet, a, a video on Twitter of him giving McDonald's to a homeless man. He's a great person, too. <laughs> so, first of all, was there any NFL stuff? I think I think we pretty much got it. I want to get into some college stuff, though, if you guys want to move on. Well, college is in the Big Ten, maybe well, uh, yeah, making the, an announcement very well, soon. Okay, this is the thing, first of all, with the Big Ten. Um, did, did you guys see the story about how the hot mic this morning? Oh, the Nebraska chancellor? Yeah. Well, Ted Carter, it was the University of Nebraska's president. A president. Uh, he got caught before uh, a Tuesday morning news conference. That's this morning uh, by an open microphone um, by um, a Lincoln TV station, KETV, uh, saying the conference plans to announce it or resume football later that evening. That's tonight. It's 832 right now. But he said... We're getting ready to announce the Huskers in Big Ten football tonight, uh, Carter told Bob Hinson, the director of the National Strategic Research Institute, in a masked conversation caught on camera and audio. Uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, we'll see what happens. But I just wish, I really wish, the Big Ten would just figure this out know, professionally, so- not make it in, like, I swear to God, it's it's like some rumor, like some celebrity couple is getting together. What's gonna happen? We're all on the edge of our seats. This is a, this is a Big Ten. This is a top conference in the entire country for one of the biggest for the biggest sport in the entire country. Can you show a little decorum and professionalism and just get it right instead of being a laughing stock of the country right now? Uh, yeah. It's gone on way too far, way too much. I don't even think you have to say that they're the one of the top conferences in the country. I think an elementary school could decide better <laughs> whether they were going to have it or not. You just set standards, you collect the facts, you decide whether those facts meet your standards, and then you decide whether you can move forward. Is it that difficult? 
They, now they've set the standards, but they're not they're not explaining what facts they're looking at. Yeah. They're not explaining what's informing their decision. Isn't it frustrating though? Well, I think the biggest like the most ridiculous thing is is you get all these leaks all the time. Yeah. Like they from the Dan Patrick show, they had something yeah. last week. Oh, they're going to play, you know, this week and then it's like, "Oh, they're going to play without Michigan and Michigan State." And then they said, "Oh, they're voting on Sunday." Oh, they're voting on Monday. You're just getting all these like leaks and everyone's just like sitting there like, "God, just can this end? Like you guys just need to decide. Like it needs to be over." Like I I think I think a lot of people are getting kind of I don't know. Per- it, they're they're like it, it's not having the same effect. I don't think people are as into college football this year because of that. They're just like it is turning people off. Yeah, it's well. Perfect example. This is the Detroit news today. I mean, there's so many stories today about this because, like I said, there's supposed to be some announcement tonight. Maybe there already is. Is anyone on Twitter and seen anything? Well, considering I opened up the free press and the top um, the top story is why Utica High School had no choice but to delay season opener. <laughs> I don't think the uh, the Big Ten has made um, a decision tonight. From the Detroit news this afternoon, this was a source close to the situation who has mm-hmm. to remain anonymous because they are not authorized to speak. Uh, publicly about the conference's plan, but he told the Detroit News about an eight-game plan, which, if started October 17th or 24th, would allow the Big Ten uh, to be eligible. It would allow enough time for the Big Ten to be eligible for the college football playoffs. So, yeah. what, I mean, th- so what I saw—don't is- even worry about that. Just get the season started. Get a plan in place. It all started when the whole thing happened, where they weren't even sure if they held a vote for the conference and or having football this season or not. They weren't even sure about that. We couldn't even get a straight answer out of that. And then it just snowballed out of control, and we've we've led ourselves, they've led themselves to this mess, and we're just standing there waiting, 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 waiting. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Yeah. It's very, very frustrating. What but, do you think's going to happen? Do, do, do you think we're going to need an announcement tonight? It's already 8.30. I mean, I guess they could. I, I think after all this, they would look so foolish if they didn't play. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, they look pretty foolish. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I mean, yeah, they look ridiculously foolish. But if they could somehow pull it together and play a season, they would look like they had their stuff together at least a little bit more than they actually probably did. Well, what's your guess, though? I I don't know. I, why would I have a guess? I have no I information. Know, I, would, I would just be another. It's a hunch. It's a hunch. Based on what you've seen from the NFL and college football playing so far, I I mean, do you think that's playing a role into it? I mean, I'm not not asking for your knowledge. I mean, nobody really has any knowledge behind the situation. I'm just just wondering what you think they're going to do. So the knowledge I do have is that if they start the season by October 10th or October, October 17th, then that would allow them to play the Big Ten Championship on December 19th. Now, do you know what happens on December 20th? The college football committee releases the final rankings for the playoff. Oh. So wow. if they can play the Big Ten championship on the 19th, then they would most likely be included in that discussion about who's going to be in the playoff. So since they still have some time between now and October 10th, I assume, to be able to get everything in place, I think that they could probably pull it together and have a season. But that would require them starting the season by the 10th or the 17th. Well, this article says the 17th or the 24th of October can still make them eligible to play that game. That would be with like an eight-game season, though, I believe, which would be less than ideal. Well, what happened? This is what happened. The Big Ten already approved the framework for an eight-game conference-only football schedule. That's already been approved. Yeah. From from, I'm reading it right now in the Detroit News. So that's done. But it's just a matter of... So they're playing eight games for sure? If they play, that's what... If they play, that's what's been approved so far. But the question is, 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 are they playing? What are, Do you think they're going to play, Zach? If you had a guess? 
I would guess that they'll try. I, I think that there's a lot of unknowns. Like, like what are they going to do when 22 players on their team, <laughs> LSU, like, come down with COVID? Like, I think they, Ignore it. COVID's over. We're well, done. like, if Ohio State does that. That's and not then true. And then, Don't listen to him. And then their, their eight-game season turns into seven or maybe six even. Like, you have some problems. Honestly, I'm kind of indifferent about the whole thing, though. Are you, are you just I like, turned I just, off and sour yeah, from just, it all? I just don't – like, it's just – it doesn't seem like the real deal to me. It's not. A lot of the best players have already said they're done. Like, this season, it's just – Just like COVID. It's – I think the <laughs> – He's <yeah>. kidding. <laughs> the, 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 the college – Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> the college football, like, experience is all about the, you know, the, the tailgating and, yeah. the, and the students and the, and the, and the, and the like, the games where anything can happen. And it's just, like – if you're not put, if you're not putting the best athletes out there, then what are you doing? You know. Well, did, did you guys watch um, the Thursday night game where they had fifteen thousand people in the stands? Yes. Nobody was wearing a mask. They if they were, they were on their chin. No. Actually, just real quick before we get, I I have to give some props because I watched the Notre Dame game on Saturday. Did you guys watch that? The Notre I, Dame I caught, game. I caught bits of it. I think I Zach watched it. I watched it. Yeah. Did you notice how good the students were being about their masks? No, I was. Uh, I, I was. Not Flash. paying close attention. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't okay. paying close. <laughs> okay. I was actually really, really, really impressed with how the Notre Dame fans were being with their masks. They were all socially distanced. They were all wearing their masks. I guess there was some rule that um, you had to be sitting with people you lived with because it was only students and faculty at the game, I believe, and they were all wearing their masks. Then I watched the Florida State game. I was flipping between the two. Oh, <laughs> complete opposite no masks everyone standing directly next to each other shouting in each other's faces everyone you can tell has had quite a few cocktails <laughs> of course they're all over each other well and i mean it just looked like a covid hotbed so i think it, it it's campus to campus it, well it's the same well I, I i guess i was talking about the nfl on on thursday night oh the oh the, the thursday night game I, 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 they were all clumped together cheering yeah their their, their masks were there but oh, they, no, they were, they were their wearing ch- their masks did you see those fan shots? I saw so many fan shots where they were just together. Yeah, let's go! I think, the I think, masks were on their chin. I, think I, I mean, I, I mean, oh, I saw well, so many of those. It clips seemed like the majority, at least when you were just looking at the stands, it seemed like a majority of people were wearing their masks. Yeah, Did I, you see? Not, not from the clips I saw. I, I saw a lot. Were, were they, they like weren't. zoomed in clips? Yeah. Oh, then those were just specially picked out to show people not wearing their masks. That's not true. They're, they're not trying to exploit those people. They, I mean, I'm sure the network wants to get a good image out there anyway. They're not going to show people without masks on purpose. Then why didn't they show people with masks on purpose? Because I don't think there was anyone wearing masks when there were those intense situations. I didn't see any. You, I don't know. I don't really know what you're talking they about, to be honest They would have flashed to a different camera. I don't... Well, I, I, it seemed... It, I thought they were doing a pretty good job. I got a totally different impression. I can't believe you're saying that because I saw so many clips when I was watching the game live of the fans just going nuts and having a great time. And it seemed, I mean, they were spaced apart a little bit, but they did not have their masks okay. on, at least maybe, not properly. Maybe I wasn't looking when, when they flashed those scenes, but at least when I saw the big wide shots of like the big group of fans, I thought they were all wearing their masks, but... The NFL coaches weren't even wearing their masks. Did you, did you hear about over. that? Yeah. I, I think I think you need to have different standards for the people on the field and in the stands. Just because the people on the field are always all together. I mean, they're kind of one big bubble well, in, the, a, in a way. The country has different standards for the NFL in general. If it's the NFL and they make that much money, well, yeah, it's no, okay. No, because no, they do the testing beforehand, so you can be fairly certain no, but that no one fans, has a case. I'm, I'm talking about the fans, too. I'm talking about Oh, the, the fans need to be everybody. held to a standard. I agree. And you need to put it on the, the stadium staff to, you know, or you should put it on the fans, really. I haven't heard a word about if, it. The, if you get caught, like, 
breaking the mask rules, you should probably have a season or multi-season ban from the stadium because it shows that you don't respect your fellow uh uh, your fellow spectator. It, it just seems like the NFL is elevated to a level higher than any type of COVID restriction. It, it, it seems like the NFL is kind of above all that. It, and they're so important and prestigious. I mean, they're still just people. The fans are just people. It's not some type of entity that reigns over everybody. It still has to fall in line with what we're all doing. Oh, I agree. Know? I so, agree. You know, it, it, I, there are a few times when I thought it was a bad image and it was just frustrating that I thought to myself, geez, it just seems like the NFL and football in general is just elevated to such a godly level. They, it's just whatever happens, happens. COVID or no, who cares? It certainly Play does, the game. It certainly doesn't help that each team plays has their stadium in a different state, which has different regulations. I mean, if they were in Michigan, I mean, obviously we couldn't have fans because we can't have gatherings over a certain number in Michigan. But, you know, Kansas City, Missouri, I don't know what the rules are in Missouri, how large of gatherings you can have. Obviously, large enough to have 15,000 fans in a stadium. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when these numbers come out. I guess it's been the first week for NFL. I'd be more worried about what was going on on the concourse, at the concession lines and in the bathrooms and at entryways. Or Michigan State. exit ways. Yeah, (laughs) or the off-campus kids. Do you guys want to get into some of that stuff, or was there some more stuff on college football you wanted to touch on? No, I'm fine with that. We're good. Well, Michigan State seems to be having a lot of fun right now. My, my brother sent me this text today, and it's literally like a laundry list. Well, read it. I want to hear Your it. Your brother's a sophomore at MSU, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. He, he, he's in an off-campus house, so he, he already put money down on his lease, so he, he went up there, and he's going to live there because he doesn't... Yeah, because he signed his lease last October, yeah. probably. Yeah, so... <laughs> had no choice. Yeah, and anyway, he sent me this text today, and it's literally like a list of maybe like 45... Like, or maybe not, 30 is probably better. There's like 30 different residents that have been ordered to quarantine because there's been COVID traced to their lo- location here. Hold on. Really quick. The properties include 23 fraternity oh, and sorority houses as well as seven large rental houses. Um, if additional properties are identified with cases or exposures, the health department says those houses will also be placed under quarantine. Greek life is tough, man. <laughs> it's that's a lot of cases, I guess. I, it's, they're not having a good time, but hey, you know what? They canceled in-person classes, so you know we 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 all know what that's doing. You know <laughs> not what? Much. I mean, you can only control what they do off campus so much. Unfortunately, I, I get it. I know. You know, uh, pie caps isn't one of them. Just so you know, they weren't. No, they, they're <laughs> not part of the quarantine, so that's pretty good. <laughs> good, for, good for you guys. T- well, taking it seriously, maybe. Unless they're just going to other houses. You know. All right, read read the text message, Zach. Oh no, I the, it I I could read these, but it's it's literally just like I can show you. It's like a laundry oh, geez, list. Wow. It's like it is. It's the twenty uh, houses. It's all like it's all of them written out. That looks so. like a phone book. <laughs> well, it's thirty <laughs> houses that are all quarantined. Boy, if, if you're living on MAC Avenue, or <laughs> that's like the main one. You're just surrounded. Abbott Road. There's one on Cedar, so, two on Cedar so really, Street, Collingwood it, Drive. Really, if you're Oof. in East Lansing right now, be careful because be it's, it's pretty clear that there are a lot of a lot of people, a lot of young people going around not respecting each other's <laughs> boundaries <laughs> is maybe a nice way to put it. True. So be careful and watch out for yourself. You can really only control your own <laughs> activity is all I can say. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, it, you know, it's, 
people, they, you know, they have these parties. They want to they wanna get together. They want to have the college experience. They want to do this thing. They don't want to wear those masks. I mean, come on. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they are legal adults. So, I mean, if they want to make that choice, that's fine. Well, I, that's I'm, the way I'm I being see facetious. It. But that's the way I see it. I mean, it is irresponsible, maybe, but, you know. Yes, yes, it's irresponsible. <laughs> There's no doubt it's irresponsible. <laughs> Let's all go to East Lansing. Are we ready? We've got a football game coming up? Who's, who's Spartans playing this weekend? Come on! Get, to, get excited! Getting, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> it's a party, It'd man. It'd be different if this was a Michigan uh, thing. Uh, let me just say that. <laughs> well, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be as getting into it as his uh, fax is right now. That's for I'm sure. not getting into it. That's a Michigan idiots. slappy over here. Yeah. Exactly. Michigan slappy sh- Stop face. that. Max is, just, Max is just happy that there's some negative news about MSU. Well, <laughs> do you want me to balance it out? I, you know what? Like I said, I went to Michigan Tech, but Michigan is having some bigger, well, I don't know if I'd say bigger problems, but they're having some very interesting problems of their own. Yeah, let's get own. into these. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know the story I'm talking about? What's Jim Bob There's so many. Now? No, it was Mark, Mark Schlissel. Mark Schlissel, who I can never pronounce his name. The University of Michigan president, Mark Schlissel. Um, but oh, he, is... he acknowledged today uh, a lack of trust from the campus community in his leadership, even as he pledged to rebuild it. But th- this was his um, this was his quote because it's it's kind of eye opening because first of all, there's a lot of stuff going on at U of M that people don't like. Um, l- let me just say the quote. He says, "I feel really feel stronger and stronger in erosion of trust across the campus, and I'm looking for ways to rebuild the trust so we so that we can tap into our unim." Unanimity of the institution. What? Am I totally misreading that word? Unanimity. Un. God, I can't talk right now. A, what is that? Unanimity. 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 They want to be together as a union, as one, as a team. But this was uh, Schlissel saying on a, a special town hall style broadcast. What I'm going to do is more of what we just did. There are many perspectives across campus. I need to do more communicating with different types of people to understand the collective vision. The thing I walk away from this with is the value of listening. But this was pretty much because U of M kind of found itself in turmoil. The union representing graduate students, student instructors and assistants um, is entering the second week of a strike. Uh, as are student resident hall workers, faculty are poised to consider a no-confidence vote against Schlissel on Wednesday afternoon, that's tomorrow, for his handling of the return-to-campus plans. Football players, coaches, including Jim Harbaugh, leading the march to play football. Jim Harbaugh, the head of Michigan, who actually has a boss, a lot of people seem to forget that. The head leading, of Michigan? <laughs> the head of I mean, that's the perception, pretty much. The that, whole state? Well, no, U of M. But, I mean, really, it's kind of eye-opening, like, oh yeah, he has a boss too. He's, he's marching with the students, with the athletes, with the parents, to try to get playing football it's, again it's not just playing football right i michigan the the employees are upset because they don't want to have in-person classes right well yeah the the, the, the um graduate student instructors don't want to do that yeah. uh students are upset about poor conditions and quarantine housing and about a now scrapped plan to send armed police officers into off-campus student housing neighborhoods to hell? enforce no party policies Yikes. scrapped so Wait, I guess some people are yeah, not happy that, about that. Yeah, that sounds like an awful idea. Did you say <laughs> armed officers? Yeah. This is what it says. This is what it says. It says that students are upset about uh, a now scrapped plan 
to send armed police officers into off-campus student housing neighborhoods to enforce no-party policies. They're, uh, they're... Shit is getting real! <laughs> Thank you, Cardi. She's right. I mean, but, but these examples of everything I listed shows that, yeah, U of M kind of is in a turmoil, in a situation that... Not everyone's happy about whether you're an athlete or a student or a professor or a graduate student. You're, you're kind of unhappy with the way that the school has been going. And that's not a good position to be in, especially for Mark. It's kind of funny. They have like these conflicting things where the, the students are like, no, nah, we don't want to be a part of this. And then Jim Jimmy's out here with the with the football players like, <laughs> yeah, let's play some football. Like who's got it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> Jim, Jim is something else. I did you guys hear the story about he was all upset. He like said something about how him and the president weren't talking about the policies. Schlissel? Yeah, him and Schlissel weren't talking. They like had no. a few texts regarding the 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 school's vote to play football or right. not. This was when the first Big Ten vote came out, and they couldn't figure out what the vote was or who was in charge of it and everyone was like well what did jim harbaugh vote and they're like well it wasn't jim harbaugh's job to vote it was schlissel and then it was like well what did jim harbaugh tell schlissel because <laughs> it should definitely be harbaugh's call yeah and not- this is when everyone was first learning like the football coach isn't always in charge of what happens at the university yeah no it was it was silly because they were like oh he's not communicating with jim harbaugh it's like cares like this march has a he has a, a medical degree and he's gotta you know get his get his like takes from jim harbaugh <laughs> like what are you guys even talking about i know peck you guys know peck caputo peck caputo's on 97 peck caputo 97 we love to talk to you yeah, we love like, to talk to you okay <laughs> you know we're talking about the lions today okay you know lions are you know okay he had this big rant about how he was like upset that oh there's gotta be some kind of communication between jim harbaugh and uh march and i'm just like sitting there the whole time like no there doesn't like well you know jim harbaugh and schlissel really need to get together and figure this stuff out okay it's just not looking good for u of m right now <laughs> jim harbaugh doesn't know the first thing about viruses and yet <laughs> he's like the one that's gonna make the call yeah, but he knows about football <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to point out that there's another position between harbaugh and the president and that's the athletic director and we need to take the athletic director's opinion into account here because it's every sport we're talking about, not just football in yeah. the fall. I think that's one thing we've noticed. They, I, There's a couple hundred other student athletes whose business is on the line here. Yeah, exactly, because football's not going to fund them. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. So It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's an entire university. Uh, well, I, you know, it's still... Well, it'd be a real shame if Ann Arbor just burned to the ground. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, we'd God. really miss it. Well, they'd what smell... about Zingerman's? I don't know Zingerman's. They're a little overpriced. We got delis everywhere. Yeah, true. And I think I think their I think their novelty has kind of worn off. People have realized that they don't want to spend twenty dollars for a ham sandwich anymore. <laughs> Jeez, they're they're good, but a little overpriced. Um, but at least the athletes what, are. So that's what Ann Arbor is good for: Zingerman's and <laughs> recreation, recreational marijuana. <laughs> that's where it all started, right? The hash bash. Every can't get rid of that. It's going to be a disaster. What's Darren McCarty going to do when that comes around? Go somewhere else in the state. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the athletes are allowed to enter gyms now. Gyms have, uh, they reopened in Michigan. You've, you've been. I have. Have you, have you been, Zach? No, but I've actually thought about going. Well, both Alex and I have been. And, well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I thought it was long overdue. Pretty much every state has them open right now. And I thought they came out with a plan where they could do it safely. They came out with that plan, I think a few months ago, and that's the plan they're using. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, my experience has only been positive. I think I've been three times now. I've, yeah. I've, I've been trying not to go every day like I normally would. One, because I'm going to get fatigued a lot sooner because <laughs> I haven't been lifting in the last well, six sure. months or so. And number two, I just, you know, I don't want to be going too much and like exposing myself too many times. But I mean, it's been, it's been great. My experience has been fantastic. It's been virtually empty every time I've gone. There's been yeah. maybe like three or four other people in the entire facility with me. Uh, I mean, I try to go in the mid-afternoon since I'm just studying right now, so I have the, the freedom to do that. I don't have to go after work or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, they've got the wipes everywhere. They make everyone wear a mask. They don't even have the drinking fountains open right now. you got to bring your own water bottle. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they removed, like, half the equipment, and they spaced everything out far, way further than six feet. Do they I mean, have partitions between some machines or treadmills no, or anything? No, they don't have any partitions, but they are very far apart. Like the, you, you are not anywhere near anybody else, and it, there's plenty of room. Instead of that here, they have, like, half machines closed where, where I'm going, and, and they have partitions in between uh, some of the machines. But but I agree with you where, I, I mean, for, for, for instance, I have to make an appointment to go. I have a 90-minute block to go, and I've really only seen maybe like two or three, maybe four other people in the facility. And it's, it's, a, it's a large space. Um, they've expanded uh, into a few uh, squash courts. Uh, they've put some machines and, and uh, weights and, and benches in there to kind of, you know, spread out in that regard. So, so that's been good. But every time I've gone, I mean, there's people there walking around with these, these steamers and steaming things. Everyone's wiping things down. Every machine is cleaned up. I mean, it's, it's just... I mean, we're wearing a mask too, and everything's been doing fine, at least in my opinion. I feel so safe there. Yeah. I feel very, I feel safer there than sometimes at the grocery store. Oh, absolutely. You know? It's so much safer than the grocery store. At the grocery store, you have people walking in front of you and people getting real close to you to shooting, kind of pass you in the aisle, shooting and... ketchup into other people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. But, but no, I, I, w- I, the one complaint I do have is I wish my gym did the, the scheduling and the reservations that yours really? does because. I get there and I'm like, well, are they going to be busy? Are they going to be empty? So I'd kind of just like to have a reservation to know when I get there, there's going to be like, you know, below the maximum amount of people allowed. And yeah. I'm going to have no problem getting into the gym and getting everything I want to do done or whatever. Well, maybe like if that. it starts becoming a problem where people They are, will probably institute it if it becomes a problem. Because, because so far it's, it's been so empty, they don't yeah, need it. It sounds like every time you go, it's just, yeah, empty yeah. enough where so it's I just, okay. I haven't dealt with that problem yet, but we've also only had gyms open for what, like a week now? And yeah, I'm sure more, more people are going to get uh, comfortable with it and you're going to have no the, numbers, the numbers bumping back up soon. So... I think when that happens, I would like to see reservations. But other than that, I've been very, very happy with it. The, the only thing that I don't like is is running with a mask on. I can't do it. I haven't even tried that. I, I, I can, you know what, do some do some lifting exercises, some workouts there, lifting weights, whatever that is. It's okay. Not a big deal. But I tried to run on the treadmill for I got to like a half mile of, of pretty good running, you know, and I was huffing and puffing to the point where my mask was just like going inside of my mouth. Like, yeah. I mean, so you know what I mean when you're yeah, just you're breathing swallowing in so your mask, more man. or less, and you just can't get a fresh breath. And I had to, I couldn't do it. I couldn't cough do it. up some lint. <laughs> it's well, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, if I can't even, if I can hardly run with a mask on, and I don't think I'm alone. I mean, I, I run outside without a mask on, and it's fine. I, I wish I could on the treadmill on some rainy days or now that it's getting cold, so that's going to be kind of shitty. But, um, you know. The the thing is, they make you wear a rask- mask if you if you want to play racquetball, which I I love racquetball. I used to play three times a week before the whole COVID thing st- uh, started, and I'm I'm not gonna be able to do that with a mask on. I'm just honestly gonna have to wait or figure it out. But I don't think there's any way. I I I, I, I agree. Would, <laughs> I'd be so uncomfortable. 
I, I would. I would. Yeah, it, no, it'd be so bad. I'm so, not even going to waste my time trying to do cardio with the mask on. I'm still running on the streets or riding a bike on the streets or walking. That's what I Getting do, my yeah. cardio done outside of the sure. gym. And I'll continue to do that and just go to the gym to lift weights real quick. Because also, I don't want to go to the gym and be in the business of being there for an hour and a half, you know, yeah. to get a full workout in. And, you know, I'll just go there. I'll lift my weights. I'll do my cardio on my own time. Zach, is your school gym open? I mean, do you have a, I mean, do you have a gym that you go to school? Yeah, with? no, I, I usually go to the school gym. You know what? I, Are I they thought, open? I thought I saw someone walking toward there the I'm other sure day. they're open. They, they're walking towards the gym? Well, I, <laughs> oh, maybe it's open. <laughs> they were dressed in workout clothes, walking toward the gym. So I figured that's mm, where they Deductive reasoning. <laughs> Everyone's dressed in workout clothes nowadays. That's true. That's, that's true. true. I've, been just, I've been just running on the street, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. But um, I, I was Downtown? Hoping, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you like running downtown? Um, no, I'd rather run uh, in the neighborhood. I'm just, yeah. cu- I'm honestly curious. I, I, w- I wasn't sure because I see people running by Comerica Park all the time. Or it, I, I mean, you're, you're in Midtown. I don't know if you're running, if you go downtown to run or you just run up Woodward pretty yeah. much. It's not as bad as you would think. It just, sometimes it gets a little too crowded on the streets and I feel bad because I don't, I don't, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm outside and yeah. running and I, I don't want to like breathe on them. So I like try and like stay six feet apart, but you just. It, it gets annoying sometimes because then you sure. have to run into the street and you have to, like, avoid people. So, I don't know. Well, so, speaking of running, uh, somebody in Chicago was run out of town, blown out for uh, for uh, making a little bad tweet. The latest cancellation. Did you guys see this tweet? I, oh, I, I only saw Maria Taylor's response to the tweet. I didn't see the original. Did you see um, Maria Taylor, if, if this loads up? Did you see her her picture from she, Maria Taylor is a sideline reporter on ESPN for Monday Night Football and she's the sideline reporter so she's doing her thing. There she is right there. And, and okay. I mean still so Zach, there she is. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that's I the picture. picture. She you know, she's she's wearing a, a leather top it looks like with open shoulders with straps along her shoulders but like an open top there. You know what I mean? It's 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 that type of look. It's very modern. It's it's a it's a nice look. It's professional, I guess. Yeah, I, there's I mean, nothing it's, wrong with it's it. not super tight or anything. No. It's kind of a little baggy. And right. I think it's a appropriate enough look. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but Chicago radio station six seventy, the score has fired on air host Dan McNeil after a comment he made on social media about the outfit uh, that Maria Taylor was wearing on Monday night. The tweet has since been deleted. But obviously, plenty of screenshots were taken. What do you think? What do you think she said, or he said? What do you think the comment would have been? That and it, it, just as a precaution, it was not race related. There was none of that. It was strictly based on her looks. Well, he just sexualized her, is what I assume. He, she looked great. I don't know. <laughs> and did he say she she was dressed as a, uh, a an exotic dancer? NFL sideline reporter. Or host for the AVN an annual awards presentation? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? That's the adult video yeah. something or other. Yeah, that's okay. that's the porn awards. Okay, that okay. was the tweet. <laughs> NFL sideline reporter or host for the AVN annual awards presentation? Hmm. First, question mark? Question mark? First of all, night. It's not even close. Like the outfit's not even yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bad take for one. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think the outfit represents that at all. What? So uh, he has been blown out by Intercom, uh, the sports station's parent company. Uh, They issued a statement calling his tweet degrading and humiliating and apologizing to all who were offended by Dan's words, especially Maria. (laughs) What? Penises on the brain. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that it? Yep, that's his problem. It's taking over. He's just got his mind. He's just got his mind in the gutter. He saw. Absolutely right. He saw. He saw black leather, and he goes, (laughs) "Oh." Adult video. Mm. <laughs> but believe it or not, this is not the first. I don't even know who this McNeil guy is, but he's been reprimanded before. He, he had a 30-year radio career in Chicago. Um, but he, while at WMVP Radio, he was suspended at least twice. Once for an on-air fight with his co-host in the second in 2007 after calling a female producer at one of the local TV stations a bitch while he was on the air. Nice. <laughs> when he was rehired by the score in 2018, he acknowledged that there were some people at the station who have reservations, and rightfully so, because of his past actions. Well, I guess he's uh, continue. Isn't the lesson here just don't send the tweet? Just don't tweet. Maybe just take a break. You don't need to be tweeting your thoughts every single second because I feel like that's how people end up getting in trouble, by sending out a tweet that they thought of that, hmm, you know what? I had a great thought. Let's get on the computer. Done. Wait. And then, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This guy sounds like a very uh, not-so-pleasant guy. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy is just like <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, it sounds like you shouldn't be on radio if you have this kind of attitude, anyway. I so. mean, maybe the maybe the one Let the bitch walk. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the one good thing about social media is that it's helping us filter out some of the scum of s- society. <laughs> well, what do you think of that? It's just, I think it's, you know, people have their thoughts, and then people have their thoughts that they put on Twitter. I think there's just some people who maybe are not so good at distinguishing between what should be on the internet and maybe what should stay with themselves. Because everyone has thoughts, but they don't all have to be on Twitter. Sure. And it's taking those people who don't understand the difference and exposing them. Sure. So that's what's happening. There, there's a phenomenon. I can't remember what it's called. Where Phenomena. There's a phenomenon where... Phenomena. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Where... Phenomenon. Where, where you get, How old is this kid? <laughs> where you're driving on a two-lane freeway, and you get the urge to pull into oncoming traffic. I'm not saying I have this urge, <laughs> but it's a oh, phenomenon. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. What? I get it. Yes. It's, it's, what would it's, happen? It's, oh, what would happen? Like, really, what would just happen? I'm like, yeah, I'm it's, like it's, you're having no, it's, urges. No, it's not like you're fighting your arms like, oh, God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Talk me out of it. No, you just think about what oh the worst case scenario God. would be, right? Like, what, sure. if, what if I sneeze and jerk my arm? Oh, shoot. Like, don't do that kind what of if thing. I'm, what if I'm enjoying this view on this cliff and I just walk off the edge? <laughs> what would happen? What was going to go on? Those trees are going to get me? Hmm. There's a, it's, a, it's an actual recognized phenomena. Yeah, phenomena. And I can't. There's got to be a name for it. I'm I, sure some psychologist named it after himself. Yes. Pretty egotistical. So it's kind of that. You have this this urge this thought to think of the worst things and sure. it's it's just the human condition to sometimes think about the worst things and the difference is knowing when to repeat that and when to tell yourself no no, no that's not good <laughs> but some people don't have that filter and just kind of you know I, I get you know a tweet is not the same as oncoming traffic but it's the same concept just in a in a, in, a, in, a, in a lesser intensive example on Twitter. It's the same thing. I get exactly what you're saying. You know? Use your common sense. <laughs> it's called the call of the void, also known as the high place phenomenon. Hmm. Never heard of them, Max. <laughs> Since people often phenomenon. feel it when standing somewhere high up. Yeah, like on a cliff. For example, call of the void can involve thoughts of urges to jerk the steering wheel, steering wheel and turn into oncoming traffic while driving. Oh. 
this have, is have you Hel- read this article before? Yeah, I'm reading the same it right example. now. I've heard it on the radio or something somewhere. <laughs> well, anyway, that's the latest cancellation. Jump into very deep water from a boat or bridge. Stand on train or subway tracks or jump in front of a train. Wow. Put a metal object into an electrical outlet. Stand in front of a train while seeing how many times you can say, Oh, Long Johnson before getting hit. <laughs> then the next question is, is it normal? Yep, this feeling is both normal and common. And common. Wow. What causes it? No one knows for sure. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> just going down the Google comments. But the trick is that you have a survival instinct to back up or don't touch that or don't tweet that. So we're going to include that. <laughs> <laughs> Same idea. you got to tell your brain no sometimes. Exactly. Well, you wow. know, some people can't control it, I guess. And, and we, we see that example on Twitter. And you know what that does? Or Gets you fired. Or <laughs> Bye-bye. Or killing your husbands. What? Who said that? <laughs> um, Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh man, wait a second. This is this is great. I mean, it's the perfect example of people going a little overboard with uh, with risky situations, just like Alex was uh, was talking about. <laughs> this what is, is great. This? For many young people today, taking pictures and silly poses has become a dangerous pastime. The latest meme has also become the most deadly. It's called T-Bowing. This is Ryan and Barkley. They're about to learn just how dangerous T-Bowing can be. Hey, here's a good place. I'll do it right here. I don't know, Ryan. You sure this is a good idea? Stop being a scaredy cat. It'll just oh, take no, a second. On the how can I get hurt? No. Okay. Doing the T-Bow Hold kneel. Oh, now he's kneeling. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that? Rain! Ah! Ryan! No! 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 Oh Can't even see it yet. No! 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 Ah! Oh, he just didn't move. Ah! Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Sometimes you forget how graphics South Park can be. Use the approved <laughs> Oh my goodness. Peace sign. Buddy ears. Fake wiener. <laughs> so, so, somewhat on topic, did you guys see that South Park is coming back at the end of the month? Oh, really? They're did gonna, they make an announcement? Yeah, oh, they're going to have. God. I think it's an hour long special called, oh my God. called the Pandemic Special or something like that. Oh, they God. already did a pandemic episode like 10 years ago. Okay. Do you remember that with the giant gerbils? Have you yeah, seen that episode? Yeah. Oh, I love the gerbil episode. I'm so startled. <laughs> I'm so startled. So, anyway, September 30th. I, I haven't yes. watched they, it. I think it even had a trailer. I haven't even seen it yet. Oh I just God. saw a tweet. Can I pull it up? That'll be great. I, I'm going to pull, 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 tra- pull up the trailer. I'm going to pull up the We should trailer. all watch it. Oh, my God. So, I mean, we all know that South Park's probably my favorite show. <laughs> There's just so much good stuff. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Let's see if this works. I am very proud to announce a pandemic special. They're going to try and make us go back to skew. You really want to go back to that slavery? Yo, get out of my house. You could be spreading germs. <laughs> Welcome back to class. I'm your new teacher, Detective Harris. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't seem totally stoked. A pandemic special, Randy? Really? South Park, the one-hour pandemic special. New Wednesday, September 30th yes. today. You are a child. Oh, uh, on Comedy Central. Oh, my God. Oh, that's going to be good. God, I can't. Thank God. You know, if there's one show that can kind of put everything into perspective, any situation that the world is going through, it's South Park. 
Maybe. I have a second oh, show to offer really? you. What? Dancing with the Stars. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. You're up. Very, uh... Carol Baskin <laughs> killed her husband, whacked her. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed them to tigers, they snacking. What happened? Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's right, we're talking Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, yes, yes. She was on the first episode just the other night, last right? Last night, last night, season, the season premiere, this oh season. You think god. she's winning? Oh god. Is or, it, or is there another reason we're talking how, about Carol Baskin I, on Dancing I, I, with the well, Stars? I can't, I can't, go ahead, Zach. How can Dancing with the Stars have a murderer on their show? Exactly, do they not realize, isn't that bad for ratings? <laughs> I, could you imagine Carol Baskin, Mrs. <laughs> I Drive My Bicycle Through My uh, Imprisonment for Animals, uh, like at two miles an hour, and she's gonna be doing all these like fast-paced moves on the stage. You're kidding me! What a crazy psycho! Well, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're having a murderer on the show. For those who don't know, and believe me, I'm sure I'm not speaking to many people. We've all seen Tiger King. Oh, great show! We know that whole thing with Carol Baskin and her uh, husband. Her her husband went missing, or. Or Mid- so she says. Missing. Fed to tigers. Don Lewis. Was- snacking. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you pull the, can you keep that clip up? I mean, really, it's it's the per- it's perfect because yeah, the whole thing is that she fed her husband to the tigers. But honestly, Don Lewis, the, her original husband before before she married that other loser uh, on that show, I I couldn't stand his. Oh opponent. my god! god is, just, you, is it like you okay. didn't like Tom Bergeron? No, not Tom Bergeron. Um, Carol Baskin's new husband. Yeah, the guy. Oh, she has a new husband. I didn't even know that. Did you, guys... did you not watch Tiger King? I did. The the guy that she's with. He the like, husband. They like her wear, current husband. They wear cheetah print together. Yeah. And then, like, she's holding a leash that, and he's like crawling oh on the ground. Oh my god! It's so oh, maybe I need to see a, a picture. He has a co- she has a collar around around his neck. Yeah. Like behaving like a tiger, and she he's like 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 growling at her and like singing to her on one knee. Like oh, how ridiculous! It was so weird. So. Yeah, Don Lewis, who went missing or murdered, and then she married this new guy, and that was the person in the show, the the loser, the guy with the glasses. I don't know. He looked he looked ridiculous. I couldn't stand him. He was just so. I mean, if there's one word to describe, I'd say vanilla, mild, boring. What's your mildest mildest salsa? The salsa <laughs> that actually tastes sweet, like zero heat. Yeah, that's Carol Baskin's new husband. That's him. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. I was I've been trying so hard to find a list. Of the cast of this season. Okay. Any big names? On a website. Oh, my goodness. On a website that doesn't just spam me with ads. And, unfortunately, this one what about has not worked. <laughs> what about uh, Wikipedia? I'll find it in two seconds. But then are you guys going to play? Okay. The- okay. Okay. Here we go. I believe. Okay. Here we go. So, oh, my God. Stop it. But is like having some Carol Wi-Fi Baskin issues. does not strike no. me as athletic or, like, no. able to dance like this is not going to be good all right so i'm going to read you the cast members and if you don't recognize the name i'll just read their description so oh a, i have the list too a cheerleading coach from netflix's show cheer the bachelorette season this. 11 lead well, wait, is it caitlin the, bristow what, what's the cheers name i mean monica aldama okay i mean nobody knows her carol baskin obviously carol baskin that. well i was gonna save her for last excuse me so a cheerleading coach a Bachelorette Season 11 lead, Caitlin Bristow. A former NFL tight end, Vernon Davis. Uh, an actro, an actress from Psycho. 
uh, Anne Hetchy, I believe that's how you say that. So know. all these people, a seem Disney like Channel actress, another actress, all people that can dance. Yeah, a Backstreet well, Boys maybe. singer, an actor, Nelly, the rapper and singer, uh, Charles Oakley, the former NBA power forward, uh, Nev Schulman, uh, the host of MTV's Catfish. Uh, another actress and producer and Johnny Weir the Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir's gonna win I love Johnny Weir what do they describe Carol Baskin as what's her job big cat rights activist from Netflix's (laughs) Tiger King (laughs) what a crazy crazy cycle so I believe all of these contestants are probably under the age of 50 and rather lithe and then you have Carol Baskin (laughs) what happened was um, so in the Local Florida markets during the premiere episode, um, the family of Don Lewis, who was Carol's missing missing husband, the family actually aired a commercial uh, asking for information about Don Lewis, the, the missing husband. They aired that during the show in the Florida markets. Can you believe that? No. I mean, think about that. You're watching Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars in Florida, and then the first commercial comes up, and it's Don Lewis's family reaching out. Let me let me play the yeah, spot. Yeah, please, please. I'm Gail, one of Don Lewis's daughters. We are a real family, and to us, he was daddy. I'm Linda, one of Don Lewis's daughters, and we miss our dad. She was in the uh, documentary. I'm Donna. I'm Don Lewis's oldest daughter. We need to know what happened to our father. I'm Anne, Don's former assistant. She was there too. All we're asking is justice for Don. Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? A $1,000 reward has been funded. You can call the tip line wow. at 646-450-6530. Getting right down to it. Thank you. A $100,000 reward? Wow. Jesus. Just getting right down to it. Did Carol Baskin do this? I didn't realize it was 1997. That was a long time ago. That been... was wild. Isn't that nuts? Playing that during... During the uh, Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. I, I can't believe and CBS on, allowed that or whatever. Is it ABC? Is it ABC? ABC, yes. I can't believe they like allowed that spot to run because they have an ultimate say. You know? It just seems... I can't believe it. That must have been an expensive spot to get. I mean, on network TV during Dancing with the Stars during... The first during TV ele- timeout. During election season? Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, $100,000 reward they're asking for, for information. I know. That ad was like the equivalent of seeing a Trump ad and then immediately seeing a Biden ad following it. I mean, <laughs> you're watching Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars, and then the next thing you know, you're watching uh, her husband's family. <laughs> her ex-husband's family. Oh, that's true. It's wild. Oh, my God. Well, I'm honestly, I want to watch just to see her fail so much as a dancer. I can't wait to see how miserable she looks out there. I have zero expectations for her. It's, it's <laughs> no. going to be such a joke. I agree. I think Johnny Weir will do well. I don't watch yeah. Dancing with the Stars. I really but, don't either. But, yeah, that is just funny. <laughs> Carol Baskin's <laughs> on Carol Baskin. <laughs> I think she's the most hated person, like, in America for oh, a while. Oh, God. There. She, uh, for, for a while there. Oh, yeah. 100%. They had a meth-addicted, like, tiger, like, in prisoner, and then they had Carol Baskin, and somehow she was still the most hated person on that show. <laughs> she, oh, Jesus, I couldn't stand her. Even before the whole husband thing, I already couldn't stand her. Before I even knew that she probably killed her husband. Yeah, no, she's just an unlikable person. And she runs a cult. 
She really does. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah, she, she runs a total cult with these people with the, I have an orange t-shirt, but I'm going to graduate to a blue one, and I'm going to be allowed to eat for a day when I'm doing my volunteer work on Christmas. <laughs> you can't it's eat unless true. you have a blue shirt. If you're an orange shirt, you just have to wait till you go home after 16 hours. Do you not remember this, Volunteering. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's how she gets it. Volunteers. It's all volunteer work. Yeah. Psycho. She's doing the same thing that uh, the Tiger King is doing. It's just a different marketing strategy. Why can't I remember his name right now? Who's that? The Tiger King. The what Tiger is, King? Yeah, what is his name? Joe like, Exotic. Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was asking for a pardon the other day. He, like, wrote a... Oh, he did. It, Let me find that. I'm surprised he didn't get one. <laughs> Fingers well, crossed. He might still. <laughs> you never know. Um, Tiger King Joe Exotic sends Trump a handwritten letter pleading for a pardon. And, uh, man, it's... it's a, I'm not going to read the letter. That was the biggest setup of all time. How could you not see that? Like the when he's in jail right now for like the uh, what is it, like a attempting or paying someone to to kill him? Carol yeah yeah it was so fake unbelievable I mean I haven't read yeah, the court well, documents but it sure seemed fake in the documentary oh yeah oh yeah oh, I don't I don't care about the court documents a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a lawyer he was set up free oh, Joe I, Exotic I, I you know I, I I'm not sure and I. I'm not going to say see the court documents. I'm <laughs> we're both going to be lawyers, but I'm just trying to watch it from a viewer's perspective. I get it. I, I know what you mean. I, I see. I see which exactly what you're saying. It sure seems that way. It wow. sure seems that way. So we'll see. We'll see if Trump uh, pardons him. I wonder how that would do for his election results. Or the, <laughs> his polling. I mean, that could be a divisive issue. <laughs> Pardoning Joe Exotic. Well, Joe Exotic's not. He's not a Republican, though. He's a. Uh, he's an independent. It doesn't or, matter what he is. A, a libertarian. A pardon is supposed to be used to get somebody out of jail who is wrongly accused, not to get your buddies out of jail. He may have. Uh, I don't think they're buddies. I know, but you know what I mean. It's not supposed to be used for the court of public opinion. It's supposed to be used to right a wrong. To of free the... Joe Exotic. I, I think that would be writing a wrong. To be honest with you, he, he got a bad rap. He got a bad rap. That's why I'm saying I got to see the court documents. <laughs> How can you sure. say he's wrongly accused or wrongly convicted if you haven't seen those? Ah, jeez. I'm just saying. Let's just yes. have someone shit on our day. Dude. I mean, as as we've <laughs> oh, all known, boy. the media the media can paint a picture however they like. Oh, that's true. We all know that. All right. I choose to believe that Joe Exotic is innocent. All right. Well, to leave the show on a on a bit of a lighter <laughs> note. I'm kind of with you, Zach. To leave the to leave the show on a bit of a, a yeah. lighter note, maybe we should start wrapping up. Yeah, I think you we need going. Well, we did our our steak. Uh, our steak discussion. Oh. And, oh, yeah. And I think it's time for the next one. And that'll be pizzas because we are big fans of pizza here, especially Detroit style. Oh, yeah. That pan pizza. And, I mean, it's it's really unique to this area, and I think it's something that we can all talk about in depth. And a lot of strong opinions one yes, way or the other. Very I mean, this strong. is a divisive issue, so we may get some hate mail here. Just, just yes. be prepared, so, gentlemen. I think, I mean, we had some great Detroit style pizza tonight. We did. We can give a shout out. I'd say so. Yeah, it was delicious. It was really good. From from Saucy's in Gross Point Woods, right on Mac. Uh, it was a new spot. They opened about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and this is our first time going over there after getting a few recommendations from that famous uh, community page that we like to uh, <laughs> that we like to follow. It's good and for some I gotta stuff. say, they hit the nail on the head. That was some yeah. excellent pizza. That oh, was. Yeah. I mean, the crust had the perfectly caramelized cheese that Detroit style is supposed to have. So important. I think the sauce could have been a little bit tangier. Probably need a little bit, just more garlic or something to give it a little bit more oomph. Maybe a little cayenne. Maybe a little more cayenne pepper in it. Maybe a little more kick to it. Maybe the red a pepper. Bit. Maybe I don't know about yeah. cayenne. It's well, kind of sweet almost. I don't the sauce, know. It was I, good. I know it was what good. you're saying, but 
don't get me wrong, it was outstanding. I was coming from me, I was impressed. Yes. I think that's saying a lot. And their cheese mixture, whatever they whatever they use on top. You said they use brick cheese. Just I think like they Jet use Wisconsin Stones. brick, or at and least a, a combination of that and something else. Yeah, I, I think Can it you is. Tell a, just by tasting. Yes, honestly. I, yes, yeah. it's it's wow. it's got <laughs> it's got that like salty profile to yeah. it. And it really adds to the crust when it caramelizes on the crust. You can just tell. Fantastic. And you guys got a better palate than I do. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's years of experience. And and, uh, and then based on their <laughs> nice. based on their antipasto salad, uh, the quality of that pepperoni they're using is excellent. That is some really good pepperoni. Post post show uh, meal is the antipasto sitting in your fridge upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. Yeah. So anyway, that was a great place. Um, we'll see where they end up on our list. I I think we'll be talking to them at least com- comparing yeah, them to some of the other places in the area but i mean we want to hear your submissions maybe you got a little hole in the wall pizza place that you like to get your detroit style and do we want to do no non-detroit no, style? Okay. no not today no this is detroit style only if we open it up to anything else we'll be pretty much dave portnoy doing this yeah it's, it's one bite which we don't everyone do. knows the rules <laughs> no no no. detroit style only it can be from anywhere in the country but i mean we are in the motor cities so just, here. just to throw a few names out there so you guys know what we're dealing with, we're going to be talking Louis. we're going to be talking Cloverleaf, we're going to yeah. be talking Buddies, we're going to be talking Jets, we're going to be talking Detroit-style Pizza Co. We'll be talking the Saucies, we'll be talking, we want to get out to a few new places out in the, the Royal Oak area. Yep. I know there's Palazzo de Pizza out there that we want to give a shout out to. There's Belle Isle Pizza downtown, Yep. which so I've had. Those are, oh, I haven't had that one. I have. So there's a couple places that we want to try, a couple places we want to include on this list, but if there are some other pizzas that maybe you out there have had that you want to get our attention to. We'd love to hear it. And just as a disclaimer, you're not going to talk to somebody here that just, you know, I, I like Detroit style pizza because it you know, just has this, like, it tastes no. really good and everything. No, no, no. We're this experts. Is, this, is, this is the real deal. You're not going to find anybody who knows more about Detroit style pizza than maybe some of the owners of these businesses. That right. may be it. But if you want to talk pizza... Bring it here because this, this is, is the place to do it. This is the real deal. This could be national breaking news. The way we're going to break down Detroit style pizza <laughs> in one of in either next week or the following week. We Not to get, toot our own horns. I'm, to, I'm tooting all the way. Give me that horn over there. It's You're, going. He's tooting all the way. I'm telling you. No, this is, this is not the real deal. Don't you come to me saying, well, you know, I'd like this pizza from here. This, you know, this, I'm not going to. It was pretty good. Any. It was pretty good, but, uh, you know, I've never had a Louise and Eric Cloverleaf. Never had Jack. No, 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 no. None of that. None of that. None of that. You got to be talking. You got to know what you're talking about. So send us stuff. Email, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Whatever it is, yeah, bring it, bring it all. Yeah, our Twitter is uh, at cutting out early. Our Instagram is out cutting out early dot podcast. Send it to our email cutting out early dot podcast at gmail dot com. Cutting out early dot podcast at gmail dot com. I've been checking that email, so make sure you. And it's uh, flooded with with messages, right? I mean, all just fan mail at this point. It's oh, Alex, you're through. so beautiful. Oh, you're so God. handsome. Stop it. They, we, you can't lie to them like that. I, I, I always save the personal ones for Max in my own folder, so you're probably not seeing those, but there's tons <laughs> more for Max, trust me. Okay, uh, I must have missed those. I'm glossing over <laughs> those. I'm sorry. <laughs> are, are we going to save the helmets for next week? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a timeless topic that we can we talk could, about. Well, we should do that. Because I mean, we, I, we didn't mention it, but I do want to get to that. I uh, love talking, just on a side note, we're talking about maybe doing a, a topic on the best football helmets. Yeah. And I love talking about uniforms, whether it's basketball, hockey, college. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is honestly log on to my NHL EA Sports game and just create teams because they have the best team maker. And I love messing around with the uniforms and trying to make the best jersey combination. So we're going to be talking about some yeah. some 
great football helmets in the future, some great uniforms. We definitely want to continue that conversation. But for now, pizza. Pizza. Yeah, that's going to be com- – I mean, maybe next week, maybe the week after. Yeah, we get – depending there's a few places that i want to try first before we really get into that's a good point you know what i mean because i I just want to be totally well-rounded i've had most of it i haven't had everything but i'd like to try these few places i agree there's a few i'd like to try too yes i I need to do some research we'll we'll do some rendezvousing around the area some show prep (laughs) exactly we can write it off right oh yeah you kidding me I'm in tax right now. I know how to do all that <laughs> stuff. It's a business expense. Of course it is. Same with the gasoline when we're driving there. Oh, yeah. On the, just write it off. You just write it off. We need to get business cards. Like, business credit that. cards. Can we get corporate accounts? We'll talk, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I, think, I think that's got some I legs. I like that idea, Alex. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It was a fun show. We'll um, see you next week. See ya. See ya.